When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins us. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome. I had mentioned earlier, I was speaking with Irish Water and they were talking about what not to flush down the toilet. And that prompted a listener to say, kind of ties in with our pet questions. Uh, My nephew put his goldfish into the toilet while he was cleaning out the little goldfish bowl. My niece, who's only two years of age, was trying to help and she flushed the toilet. Shock, horror, goldfish disappeared. The goldfish was back in the toilet bowl the next day and looked as if it had been well fed. Have you ever heard the like? (laughs) (laughs) I have not. That's quite a story and I bet that goldfish has quite the tale to tell. I'm assuming it just went into the S-Bend and then just came back in. Maybe, but it's quite incredible really. Um, Because goldfish are not known for, let's say, their ability to swim swim against currents, for example, a flushing toilet. So um, it did it did well, and I, I hope it I hope it lives on to tell wow, the tale. Wow. It's, it's also very interesting that it managed um, in water. Let's say that's not optimized for it, because goldfish can be quite like environmentally sensitive. Um, so certainly, if their water is changed abruptly, it can be quite a problem for them. So the fact that he he survived in let's say toilet water is quite extraordinary. It's a, in its own right. Never mind the, the frantic. There's also swimming. a cautionary tale about if you're to any little boys cleaning out the goldfish bowl, mm. bowl uh, don't pop it into the toilet. Go go somewhere else. Not if you've got a, a little two-year-old sister who's trying to help you out. OK, straight into uh, questions. Could you ask Jane, please, on average, how much does it cost to microchip a, do- a dog and is there ongoing costs involved with it? OK, so this varies a little bit. It both varies regionally, depending on where you are in the country, but it also depends on what brand of microchip and the associated registration costs that your vet is using. Now, there are some places out there that will chip quite cheaply, but it's always really important to ask, well, is this chip going to be registered as part of a database that is included in what's called EuroPetNet. That's EuroPetNet. And that is the European-wide database of microchips. And that is really, really important. So if you're finding a chip that's really, really cheap, let's say sub sub 20 euros to get done, um, you need to start asking questions about where that chip is going to be registered. If it's not going to be registered on a database that's directly connected to EuroPetNet, it means that if, let's say, a Garda scans the dog or a vet scans the dog, it will be much harder to get into the database um, to be able to reunite your pet with you, God forbid, if it goes lost, if the database is not affiliated with EuroPetNet. If it is one of the better databases, and there are a few of them in this country, there's one main provider that most practices use, 
The registration is a little bit more expensive, obviously, because it's connected with a wider database, but it's a much safer option because you know that your pet will be connected to a European-wide database that every vet in the country and every guard will probably be able to get into to reunite with your pet. So it's best not to go for the cheapest, even though it might be tempting, tempting and you might think that all chips are created equal. The really important thing is where it's registered. So if it's super cheap, start asking a question and you want it to be affiliated with EuropetNet. And, and we have and we do know that uh, dogs in particular get stolen and they get taken out of the country so they can turn up in another, another European country. Absolutely. And it's really important that it is something that's available in multiple countries. I know most of them will be, let's say, domestic losses from dogs running away. And for example, the upcoming storm um, when microchips will be really essential. But, you know, sadly, cases of dogs being stolen and taken abroad are becoming much, much more common in the last few years. So it, I suppose it's an added advantage if they're registered on a European wide database. And so dogs an have element of safety. Dogs have been returned from overseas, haven't they, who were stolen and then the microchip popped up? Yeah, that's the thing. I think if it if that microchip, if that dog is lucky enough to be scanned by somebody in authority, whether a vet or, or a, let's say, a, a member of the, the police force, then a lot of the time, as long as your details are there, you know, they'll really do their best to reunite them wherever they pop up. Um, and certainly we kind of be kind of honour bound to to call the owner of the pet if it was presented to us as lost or stolen or potentially stolen. Um, so it's a really, really important thing to have done. So if your pet is not microchipped, please, please make sure yeah. that it is. Um, for, for both yeah. the, the stealing purposes, but also, let's say, storms when they might run away a little bit scared. You know, it's it, we always see an influx of calls from local people saying, oh, my dog has gone missing. Has he turned up? And we'll say, well, nothing has arrived that fits the description, but is he microchipped? And your heart absolutely sinks when you hear that he's not because you know the chances of them being reunited later down the line are, are much, much slimmer. Um, because when they're chipped and you, you have associated details that are correct, it's, it's literally a five minute phone call and you have that relief of knowing that your, your pet is safe. Okay. So it's, it's a really important it's, thing. To do. It's good advice. Trish has been on. She has a 12 and a half year old Chihuahua neutered, healthy, at a recent, uh, has a recent checkup and she's perfect, well fed and no issue around feeding or any of that. But her problem is she constantly licks the floor. She's doing it nonstop and Trish can't figure out why she would be doing this. Okay, that's a really interesting one. Um, so if your pet is otherwise healthy, and it sounds like he is, you've done a great job of getting your annual health check done. So well done for that. It is possibly either habit or something that's been put on the floor that is attractive to that pet. So let's say uh, people will often say to me if dogs start eating things outside or start licking stones, they'll say, oh, is he, is he lacking in something? Um, so that would be a behavior called pica. And it's actually exceptionally rare in dogs and cats because, you know, most of the time they're not going to be nutritionally deficient such that they'll start licking objects and licking stones and things like that. So it's very unlikely as long as they're fed a a good quality, complete diet that they'd be lacking in anything to make them do that. It's far more common that it would be a a learned behavior. So if there has been something tasty on the floor once upon a time and he gave a good lick of it and it was great fun because he got all this brilliant taste off the floor from something or a sandwich or something that might have fallen before there he might be hopefully licking the floor in that a repeat experience might occur and he might have a great taste from it sometimes it can be boredom so they will literally be licking things to kind of soothe themselves in kind of an anxiety soothing maneuver very similar to us kind of biting our nails or or tapping our feet it's almost like anxiety soothing for them so I suppose taking a little look at has anything changed in the environment is there any reason he might be stressed is he getting enough mental stimulation from sniff walks and play and interaction with yourselves Um, or it could be that you know 
the dog might actually be smelling something that you can't quite smell. So have a little think about, well, has anything that you're putting on the, the floors changed recently? Make sure your pet cleaners, your, your cleaners in the household are pet safe. So make sure they're non-toxic if you know that your dog engages in the slicking behavior. So have a little look at the bottles and just make sure they're safe to be around pets just as a safety measure. But also, you know, has there been something near there recently? Um, has, has the two-year-old in the household been smearing jam all over the floor and the residues might not be taken away fully? So it could be something as simple as that. But okay. definitely an interesting one. All right, Ted is taking on a five-year-old Labrador cross is wondering, how often do you need to bath a five-year-old Labrador cross who loves being outdoors? Ah, okay. So if he's getting muddy and wet and he's uh, going to come back into the house and cover your sofa in mud and half of the woodland, then I'd say, you know, everybody's got to keep their sanity and you don't want a muddy dog in the house a lot of the time. So, you know, if he's if he's muddy, feel free to bath him. Just make sure that you're using um, a, a shampoo that's specific for dogs. So ask your vet or your local dog groomer what they'd recommend and make sure that it's being washed off fully when you're doing your washes at home. That's the most common thing I see is that people who are bathing or their dogs at home are putting on the shampoo but not washing it out fully. Um, and then any residues left on the skin can sometimes cause a little bit of irritation. If he's not a particularly muddy fellow, probably once every month six weeks is absolutely fine um maybe even more than that if he's an exceptionally clean dog but if he is getting super active and going out and getting muddy in the fields and the woodlands then you know you got to keep him clean so he can be in the house kind of you know relaxing with the rest of the family so as and when but just make sure you're washing it off properly okay and i've just realized my complete innocence when i read out that text about the goldfish (laughs) The listeners bring back saying, sorry, Trish, I thought you would have gotten it. Uh, The goldfish returned thanks to my sister having to have a visit to the pet shop. Ah, uh, we'll we, we say no more in case that there is little ears listening. All right, thank you for that. And yes, no, it completely went over my head. Your first text. All right, listen, we leave it there. Listen, thanks for that, uh, um, Jane. Have a great week. And uh, but but you're you're right on. Somebody said uh, Jane was right to give the advice about the storms that would frighten the life out of dogs. Uh, make sure that your dogs are in overnight tonight because that storm is to hit tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, really, really scary for dogs. So make sure they're kept inside and nice and secure. OK, thanks for that. Have a lovely week. We'll chat again next uh, Thursday. Thanks for that. That is uh, Jane Pickett, bye-bye, of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary Group. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.